You are listening to Love Your Practice with Dr. Laura Mock. I'm a general dentist, a practice owner, and a certified life coach. I teach women who own dental practices to lead with intention and literally fall in love with their businesses. Keep listening and you will see how learning to love your practice turns into loving your life too. Well, hi there, ladies. It's Dr. Laura Mock here again. Finally, I know it's been forever since I've recorded an interview or I mean an episode. I have been busy. My um, youngest kid graduated from high school, if you can believe that, and we moved and just all sorts of things go, coming and going. There's been some huge changes in my practice, which I will be mentioning as a part of the topic today. Um, so just thank you everyone for your patience. I'm so happy to be back and recording a podcast again. This one, this episode is just me today, so it'll probably be fairly quick and just buckle in and um, go on this ride with me today because we're going to be looking at some of our favorite emotions. Uh, number one being fear. And yes, I was being sarcastic. I want to talk about fear today and how fear stops us from being the leaders that we want to be. Okay. And I'm going to give you two examples and we'll kind of do a little deep dive into both examples. Um, and hopefully by the end of this episode, I can help you to not feel fear, to feel empowerment instead. And you can feel ready to step into your practice this next morning, ready to lead like you want to, like you're a boss or a queen, ready to take on those challenges of leading this practice and even having a little bit of fun while you're doing it. So buckle in and we'll talk about it. First up, I want to talk about the fear that we have all been feeling lately, especially in the past year um, about our employees quitting. So we all know that right now there is a shortage of dental employees and really there's a shortage of employees in the whole country, right? The great resignation, the, um, the pent up demand of people who want our services and other services. I mean, try to buy a new car right now, right? Or a gallon of gas, like everything's short. Um, computers, chips, all those things, not the potato chips. You can still buy plenty of those. Don't recommend it because it's not very good for you, but, um, but chips for cars and computers and stuff like that. And within this shift in their economy, we've got employees who are leaving our practices only. And I don't know about you all, but what's happening in my town is that all of a sudden people cannot get in to get their teeth cleaned as easily as they used to be able to. This is a, a part of the phenomenon here is that we are having new patients calling our practice and probably they're calling all over the place going, my dentist can't get me in until November. Can you get me in sooner? People are starting to be more aware of the fact that they're, uh, that the cleaning isn't as widely as available as it used to be. And what I'm seeing on Facebook within the dental groups is that this is being seen as a reason to be afraid. Like, oh my goodness, I can't get my patients what I promised them I could. I don't know how I'm going to be able to hire more people. And what trickles down then is 
the current people that you have working for you, raise your hand if there have been times in the last year when you wanted to talk to an employee about something that you wanted them to change, but you didn't do it. You know why you didn't do it? Because you're afraid. Afraid that if you talk to them, they will leave you. Now, this fear that we're feeling, remember, I taught you this before, our emotions lead to our actions. And of course, our emotions are created by our thoughts. So if I'm thinking in my mind, oh my goodness, I don't like it when Sally says this line to the patients, blah, blah, blah. Maybe it's, well, let's treat that crack when it starts to hurt. Oh, that one gets on my nerves. <laughs> Do not get caught saying that to my patients in my practice. Uh, well, that's because in my opinion, it's too late. If you wait until it hurts, right? Then you might need a root canal and you might lose the tooth. But um, let's pretend you have this hygienist or assistant who's saying something to your patients and you want her to say it differently. But so you, the, the circumstance or the fact line would be Sally said these words to the patient. And then your thought might be, I want to correct her, but I'm afraid if I do, she'll leave. And what would I do? Then what would I do then? I can't, I can't run this practice without her. And that leads to an emotion, which is fear. And the fear directs us to keep our lips shut, to just fume on the inside, and also to look for more evidence that we're in danger of not being able to continue on as a dental practice. So we're seeing what's happening on Facebook. We're like, yeah, this is terrible. Um, I don't know what to do. Obviously other practices are losing people too. Let's just let the employees do whatever they want. Does that sound familiar? It feels familiar to me. And in fact, this past month, I did have a hygienist resign. This is after I recorded the last podcast episode where we were talking about retaining employees and what employees want. <laughs> and she came up to me, she just moved to um, a town about 40 minutes away. And she's like, no, I got a job in my new town. And I was like, okay, I wish you the best. And I, I, I mean, for her own personal life, it's just going to work out better for her if she just, you know, works closer to home. So, so um, I started thinking about this fear thing because what's interesting is after she quit, I didn't have to be afraid anymore that maybe she was going to quit. She already did. And so I had some new thoughts. And one of the thoughts that I had has to do with the fact that all these dental practices are facing the same problem that I am. And I decided to think of this change as an opportunity. Have you given any thought to the fact that this retraction in hygienist availability is an opportunity for you? Stick with me, okay? So what I decided to do is I decided to be intentional about how I looked at this. Instead of starting to freak out about who else was going to quit or what my patients were going to think, I decided to say to myself, I'm looking at this as an opportunity. And when I said that to myself, it made me feel curious or 
maybe even a tiny bit excited. Like I was like, oh, I don't have to be afraid of this anymore. It already happened. So what do I want to do? And what I did when I felt excited and curious is I asked myself what would be best for my practice. And what I did was I decided after I was feeling curious that it was time for us to be completely fee for service. So if you think about it with economics, if the supply is down and the demand is up, economics determine that the fee or the price for the thing, which in this case is cleaning, should go up. But if you're in network with insurance companies, your price ain't going up, is it, right? I've been experiencing that for the last 15 years. So I had this situation where I had demand was up higher than ever, supply is down, I can't raise my fees unless I do one big scary thing. And that's to go fee for service. So that's what I decided to do. Because instead of feeling afraid, I was feeling excited and curious. And it's been really great. And it has been. It's taken a lot of my bandwidth, which is one of the reasons why you haven't heard from me lately, is because I had some big decisions to make, some big protocols to change, you know, training a team to talk to patients about being fee-for-service was a big deal. But it's funny because I always told myself it was a big deal, but when we finally did it, uh, the employees were like, we're so excited, this is so fun. And we just changed so the, the, the very next day, we were explaining to patients how it was gonna be from now on. And it was shockingly easy. And we looked at each other, like me and my assistants, me and the front desk, and we were like, uh-huh. Yeah. The only thing that's been stopping us from doing this is fear. We were afraid that the patients would hate it, that they would leave. And then, um, you know, the practice would fall apart or whatever. And that fear got in the way of not only of being able to talk to my employees the way I wanted to, but it got in the way of naming the terms of how I wanted to practice dentistry. And I've just got to tell you, if this has been something that you have been thinking about doing it, I implore you to continue on that path. I cannot tell you how much better things are at work when I don't have to run around with roller skates on to make everybody happy. Now I've named the terms of how I wish to practice dentistry. And the patients are like, okay, that's fine. And they're, they're like surprisingly fine with it. And then we just continue on. And I don't know, it's been really easy. So, so let's just take a minute here. We've looked at two things that fear stopped me from doing. One was um, correcting employees and one was naming the terms and going fee for service. And in one situation, I ended up rejecting both of those and making new opportunities. What I want to do for you right now is I just want to give you like a couple of steps that you can do to not be directed so much by fear in your leadership. Okay. Number one, always, always, always the very first step to feeling something new is to acknowledge and name what you're feeling right now. So for example, the next time you're looking at 
Sally saying something about the cracks to the patients that's not how you want them to say it or whatever. You, you know, we all have things that we want our employees to do different. The next time you're looking at that and you're noticing that you're deciding not to say something, you just go ahead and ask yourself, what feeling is stopping me from pulling this employee aside? Probably it's going to be fear. Then we want to just name it and feel it. For me, I want to describe what fear feels like. So I feel like I want to hide. I feel like I want to have a drink of wine. I feel like I just want to forget about this, pretend it's not happening, and go home. I feel like I want to look for more evidence that I can't because it's not safe for me to talk to Sally about how she's talking to patients about cracks. Okay, so we're just going to name it. All right. And then we're going to ask ourselves, what have I been thinking in my mind that is creating this emotion? So that's step number two. What am I thinking? You can do a thought download, which is when you just sit for five minutes. You can do it on an email to yourself or in a notebook, and you just write whatever is going on in your mind at that moment. It's only for you. It doesn't have to be true. Nobody's going to spell check it. You could just write what's on your mind. And once you do the thought download, especially if you do the thought download about the subject that's on your mind, you might be able to find the belief or the sentence in your mind that's giving you this emotion. And then I just want you to look at that sentence and ask yourself, is this a fact? If, it, if I was doing a model with Dr. Laura Mock in coaching, would she let me put this on the fact line? Probably not. And if it's not a fact, your next question is, am I open to think of this a different way? And that's what I did when my employee quit. I said, I see that I've been feeling fear. The thing happened. How do I want to look at this instead? And I chose a new thing, which was, this is an opportunity. I wonder what opportunities are here right now. I'm going to get curious and excited and see what's happening. And that's what I would invite you to do is look at how you would rather see the situation. Okay. So let's take it through my employee, my made up employee, Sally. Do you guys know I have a daughter named Sally? She's 22, but it's such a good name. So Sally's talking to the patient and she's like, now, if this cracked tooth ever starts to hurt, you let us know and we will treat it. Okay. And I'm like, <laughs> I want to say something, but I'm nervous too, because I know that my friend down the street just lost her hygienist. I'm feeling that fear. And I'm like, okay, I see that I'm feeling fear. It's making me feel like I want to run away from this situation. What am I saying to myself that is making me feel afraid? Well, I did this thought download. And what I see here on this piece of paper is, my employees might quit if I try to correct them and I can't run a business without them. And then I'm just going to look at that sentence and I'm going to decide, is this a fact or is this an interpretation of data that my brain is giving me? And if I can decide that it's just interpretation, then that opens me up to look at it a different way. And the different way might be employees have heavier jobs if they have clear instructions. And I am devoted to 
having a good experience for my employees. So I'm going to tell her how I want her to do it. Something like that. However you decide you want to do it. The key is to name it. Name it and find out what you've been thinking that causes the feeling. And if you want to, you can reach out to me on my, um, my website, which is, oh gosh, what's my website? Loveyourpractice.net, N-E-T. There's a little space in there where you can reach out to me and you can say, hey, I figured out what's making me feel afraid and this is my thought. What do you think? And we can just talk about it or you can schedule a time with me. Um, if you, if we do that, I could actually, actually walk you through the process with you and help you create something that feels exciting or curious by the end of the little consult that we could do. And that's a possibility for you too. But either way, I'm here for you. Um, I'm just going to keep on making these podcasts and checking in with you. And I think we're going to talk again about fear and opportunity. We're definitely going to be talking more about being free from insurance contracts. Okay, ladies. Thank you so much. We'll talk to you soon. Thank you for listening to Love Your Practice with Dr. Laura Mock. I would love to meet you. To join our movement, find the Facebook group called Love Your Practice and request to join. If you can't find it, just send me a message and I'll add you. You'll find me there helping all of my ladies to fall in love with their businesses and have a better life.